0: You are being brainwashed every second of every day. Music, for example, fools you. Most of it is horribly out of tune, but you don't notice. You don't notice because you're being brainwashed. Take a string, divide it in half. You create an octave, the same note, different pitch. Before the Renaissance, most music was created by this theoretical division of a string. It's called just intonation. It's a tuning system that works well enough for the human voice, but introduced fixed tuning like frets on a lute or a guitar, or the fixed tuning of a harpsichord or piano, and certain notes when played together start to sound discordant. So a new system of tuning which divides the octave into equal parts came to be. This is equal temperament. It's what we use today. But these tones are not pure. They are a concession, a compromise. But you're used to it. You don't hear the slightly muddy tones. You're brainwashed. The earlier system, just intonation, was based on more natural tones, a music of the spheres. For some musicians, the switch to equal temperament was like the breakdown of communication with heaven, with the eternal. Music shifted from the eternal to the everyday. Kathleen Schlesinger, born in 1862, devoted her life to rediscovering these ancient systems. Her quest was through archaeological research, but ultimately it was a spiritual quest. Schlesinger was born in Holywood on the shore of Belfast Loch. There's a maypole at the end of the main street, and the street slopes down to the water where ferries come and go from Cairn Ryan in Scotland, Douglas on the Isle of Man, Liverpool in England. But that's all I know about her relationship with her birthplace. I had hoped to discover she was brought up in a tough working-class neighbourhood, but no, I can find nothing about her early years. I had hoped there was something in her Irish ancestry that would shed light on why she did what she did, but she wasn't Irish. So this isn't really about Hollywood or Belfast or even Northern Ireland. It's about something beyond geography, beyond politics. In a way, it challenges both. Schlesinger grew up in a prosperous middle-class family in Highgate, went to school in Switzerland. She had a private income and was an independent woman of means. It's not clear how she came to be born in Hollywood. She was about as far away from working-class Irish as Queen Victoria I wanted this series of podcasts, this exploration of the British Isles, to take in all peoples of all backgrounds, but most, not all, of our cultural pioneers came from wealthy middle-class families, mainly because these are the people who could afford the time to work on very personal and idiosyncratic projects. Schlesinger took something like 25 years to complete her book, The Greek Aulos, in which she attempts to uncover the common basis for all music. She believed that she had lifted a corner of the veil which had hidden the musical system of the ancient Greeks. This, she believed, was a system which had its source in the cosmos and which would unite all people across time. Kathleen Schlesinger came to the conclusion that not just a particular tuning but furthermore a particular key F was supreme. When she met Elsie Hamilton, who travelled from Australia to meet her, she could begin to put theory into practice. Hamilton was also interested in alternative tuning systems. They worked together on several compositions, but these were not met with unanimous praise. This was microtonal music, music drawn from pitches across the musical spectrum, not relying on the convention of equal temperament, the tuning system most musicians have taken for granted since the end of the 18th century. But it's just one system of many, and certainly not the tuning system of ancient Greece. Schlesinger and Hamilton first met in summer 1916, when Hamilton had undertaken a potentially dangerous journey from her home in Paris to attend six lectures given by Schlesinger on the occult aspect of music, near St Ives in Cornwall. This event was part of the Theosophical Society summer school. Hamilton had intended to stay for only two weeks before returning to Paris, but she was so captivated by Schlesinger's extended discussions of the ancient Greek modes that she stayed. was the time of the Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn, Co-Masonry, and Rosicrucianism, as well as perhaps the largest of these spiritual movements, Theosophy, and its offshoot, Anthroposophy. Such groups were common around the beginning of the 1900s. These were people who wished to bring together science and art, the objective and subjective worlds. What they had in common was an abiding confidence in their ability to lead the world into a new age. Furthermore, they craved some essence of the cosmos, some ultimate law which would unite all peoples across time. Schlesinger became a follower of Rudolf Steiner's anthroposophy movement, which drew upon Theosophy and the Golden Dawn. Steiner had been interested in music from a young age, and later in life took it very seriously, believing it be the conduit to higher spiritual worlds he gave a series of seven lectures entitled The Inner Nature of Music and the Experience of Tone. Schlesinger became a musical archaeologist, was often sent instruments found in excavations, and for sensible reasons concentrated on wind instruments, as these would reveal their tuning systems. Strings rot, and their scales are lost. And this is why she became fascinated with the aulos, the subject of the book that would take her 25 years. She became convinced she had found something, dismissed those who contradicted her. The modal systems she championed were akin to the music of the spheres. Furthermore, she believed that non-Western music would uphold her theories, and in this she was proved wrong. But her work with ancient instruments cannot be ignored. At a time when few women worked in academia, the University of Liverpool created a fellowship for her. She wrote 125 articles on ancient instruments for the Encyclopaedia Britannica. On, for example, the Alphorn, the Aulos, the Barbitone, Bassithorn, Bataphone, Bombardon, Bumbulum, Scythera, Fife, Hurdy Gurdy, Monochord, Ney, Pandura, Philomel, Sambuca, Serpent, Shawm, and Tromba Marina. This was a quest for something eternal, something beyond the compromise of equal temperament. Schlesinger and Hamilton, in researching and composing using ancient tuning systems, were, in their own way, trying to break the spell of orthodoxy. They resented the brainwashed music that had become universally accepted. And by questioning the foundations on which most Western music had been built, they were challenging the foundations of Western society. The music I've used here uses just intonation, and is in F. F. Mixolydian mode.